Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy Solemnity of Mary, Mother of God. And happy World Day of Peace. Tie them all together in one homily. You'll see how this happens, right? What a beautiful day it is, though, to celebrate all of these days. We're still completing now the octave of, of Christmas. And of course, this year, it happens that New Year's falls on a Sunday. So that's why today we're celebrating Mary, Mother of, of God, uh, compared to the Feast of the Holy Family, which we actually celebrated on, on Friday with New Year's as well. Once again, it's always that, that world day of, of peace. And when I think of, of peace, so often I can think about, you know, world peace, that all nations can get along. But we know that's never actually happened ever since the beginning. Cain and Abel, brothers fighting, killing each other. So what does it mean then to have peace? Not that we shouldn't long for that, something we should long for, to be peaceful nation, to be peaceful people, but also to have that peace of Christ inside of us. When I think of that, I think so often of Mary. Her Mary was full of grace, but also full of peace, which in one way is very amazing to see because she did not have the most easy life. Imagine how stressed it could have been for her. Here she is about to be, well, she's betrothed to married to Joseph. An angel appears to her, Gabriel, and says, you're going to bear Jesus. You're going to bear the Son of God. In the back of her mind, you would think maybe she's saying, well, what is Joseph going to think? What embarrassment is this going to, to bring me? But instead, she rejoices because she knows that God has blessed her, that God is with her. And she's in so much peace and contentment that even after this announcement happens, she goes in haste to go visit her cousin Elizabeth, who is pregnant with John the Baptist. After the birth of John the Baptist, Mary and Joseph, of course, come and live, live together, and then they have to go for the census. And once again, the stress that may be there, there she is, nine months pregnant, and there's no room for her any place. And so her child, God's child, is being born in a manger. For ourselves, so often we can get stressed out about things much smaller than this. And yet Mary is at peace. And then today, of course, we hear the shepherds come and visit her. They tell her of how the angels have appeared to them, bearing this, this good news. Next week we'll celebrate Epiphany, the, the three magi coming. And after this, we know what happens with Mary and Joseph. So they have to flee, they have to flee to Egypt because they hear that Herod is trying to kill Jesus. And yet is she anxious? No, she's at peace. Why? Well, two ways here. Number one, let's be very honest about it, she has God in front of her, right? Like we may think, well, yeah, father, if my child was like God, it'd be a lot easier too. It's supposed to be a joke, by the way, right? Um, but that's not the only reason that she is at peace. It's also because she's pondering these things, reflecting on these things in her heart. I like the word pondering, reflecting. 
of all that she has been revealed, and she's letting it truly consume her, her thoughts, her prayers, her hopes, all based on God. And because of this, she knows that God is with her. God is in front of her. God is actually inside of her. So she was that tabernacle, that living tabernacle. And so we may think to ourselves, wouldn't that be nice? But then we realize we too have that same opportunity that Mary did. See, every single time we come to Mass, we too are able to be a tabernacle for Christ. Because when we come, we receive Jesus Christ truly present in the Eucharist. And he comes into our, into our body, comes into our soul. We are able to share in his divinity. St. Aquinas says, it's like we are God. We're not God, it's important to remember. But we're like God. That God is inside of us, truly present in the Eucharist. But another way we can experience God's presence inside of us is by reflecting on him and all the good news. We hear about this with Mary as well. And Jesus' public ministry, how they say, blessed is the womb that bore you, blessed is your mom. And now Jesus isn't putting his mom down, but he goes, more blessed are those who hear the word of God and believe who are those people? That's called to be us. Do we hear the word of God? Do we contemplate it in our heart and in our mind? Do we let it truly consume us? And that we can meditate, ponder on all that he has revealed to us. This reminds me, by the way, of a story of a saint, St. Ignatius of Loyola. St. Ignatius started the, the Jesuits, by the way. But as a young man, St. Ignatius worked as a, as a, kind, of a, a as kind of a page, as, a, as a, someone in the courts eventually, became a soldier, became a very good soldier. And he was raising up the ranks and the soldiers. He was getting more esteem. And his whole life, this is what he wanted to do. But one day he was in battle and a cannonball hit his leg. And it broke, it broke his leg. And he was bedridden for a year. And this was devastating for him. It was the best gift that God could give him. So he was recovering, bedridden. He asked for books to read. What would we do these days? It's like, give me an account to Netflix so I can watch Netflix, right? Make sure I have Wi-Fi. That's what we would say. That wasn't around back then, of course. So he said, give me books to read. And there's a couple books on soldiers, and he read them, and he wanted more, but they said, that's all we got. We have other books. We have books on the life of Christ. We have books on the saints, and he kind of thought, well, I'm kind of bored. I guess I'll read these. And something amazing happened. He said when he read the books about the soldiers, it was really good when he was reading it, but he put the book down and be like, huh, that's it? But when he read, the life of the Christ, read books on the life of Christ and on the saints, he said when he put the book down, all of a sudden he was still filled with great joy with great peace. I think we've all experienced this ourselves as well. We've experienced how what we put into our mind can consume us, and it can bring us peace, or it can just bring us restlessness. How many of us are guilty of binging on Netflix? I'll raise my hand to that one, right? I think I saw a study in 2015, so we know it's got worse since then, that the average American that watches Netflix is 1.8 hours a day. Three episodes in a row. I guess I'll hit that next episode. 
And then, next, and then we're past our bedtime. We wake up the next morning and go, what happened? Why am I so tired? Because we're binging or we're doing something, we're consuming content. Not always bad, but we're called to put limits to these things. There's a terminology out there, it came around a couple years ago, but I heard about it recently. And maybe for New Year's, it might be a good thing to start doing as well. I think for New Year's, we all often, many years, say, this is the year I'm going to go on a diet. And we're doing that here at St. John's. That's why there's not donuts this week. But next week, they're coming back, okay? Because we need our Bismarcks, right? But we may think New Year's resolutions, we're going to go on a diet, we're going to try to, we're going to, try to lose weight, or we're going to have a better, better work-life balance, or whatever it may be. All good things. But there's another diet out there I want to talk about. It's called the content diet. A content diet. Kind of that same thing for food. We say, okay, what am I going to allow into my mind, into my thoughts? How am I going to limit, maybe, how much content I do by watching Netflix or, or, or watching the news? So often I hear people say, Father, I, I watch the news and I'm just so angry. Turn off the news. I can't do that. I need to be informed. Do you need to watch three hours of news a day? Why? Why? It's making you angry. It's consuming your thoughts. It's not giving you peace. Why do you need to know it? It's okay. Let it go. We do this in different things as well, right? I know that I'm, you know, if, if, I, if I get fixated on something, I'm going to try to do more research on it. I'm going to try to, to learn better. It's a very silly example. A couple months ago, I thought, okay, golf season's over. I need to be active. I'm going to start playing pickleball. And I was horrible at it. So I said, how do I get better? I could go practice or I could watch YouTube. So I watched YouTube. So I could dominate the 87-year-old on the pickleball court. Very, you know, necess necess necessary. So I'm watching, you know, a YouTube video on this, how to dink and how to do this and how to do this and how to do this. And I turn it off in my dreams now. For a couple weeks there, I was playing pickleball and still not dominating either. But I'm just using an example here, like what we put into our mind affects us not only as we put it into our mind, but afterwards as well. We've all experienced this. So wouldn't it be better to put better things into our mind? Things that are actually gonna bring us peace? Well, again, it's not that bad to do some of these leisurely things, but they can't be our God. If we want this peace, it's only going to be through God. And praise God, by the way. Over the last 15 to 20 years, I've seen a huge explosion in Catholic content. We saw this a couple years ago. The number one podcast in the English-speaking world two years ago, Father Michael Schmitz with the Ascension Press, Bible in a year. How beautiful. That it was the number one podcast, better than all that junk below it. I was looking like, people are listening to this? This is sinful, some of these things. And yet, here it is, consuming content. But instead, we have the Bible in a year. And what a great gift it was. Hopefully many of you have done it. If not, you can start doing it this year. I know I started two years ago. I finished three days ago. I call it a Bible in two years, right? But it was so good because all of a sudden I realized when I turned off that podcast, I was still thinking about those Bible verses or going deeper into Scripture. 
a better understanding. This year as well, actually, there's a new podcast out by Father Michael Schmitz and Ascension Press. It's called The Catechism in a Year. Because as Catholics, of course, we believe in the Bible, but we also believe in tradition and teachings. And so it's called The Catechism in a Year. For 365 days, we're going to read through this. So he's going to read and kind of explain a little bit more with it. Here at our parish, by the way, we're actually starting something called the Catechism in a Year kind of discussion group. Every two weeks, we're going to come together on a Monday night and talk more about what we, what we learned and some questions. More details about this are on the bulletin. But it's not hard to do. We just got to download the podcast. And sometimes the hardest thing to do is hit play. So instead of listening to Carl uh, Gerbschmidt on KFAN podcast, to listen to the Catechism uh, in the Year. And it's going to give us that, that greater peace. Of course, there's other avenues we can do as well. How beautiful it is that we have, have it formed.org for the last, I think, five or six years in our parish. I know many of you have taken advantage of formed, and that's now continuing. We have another app out there now as well called Amen. Uh, it's a, called the Amen app. And it's so beautiful. You can just, I downloaded a couple days ago, and there's different reflections. Maybe you're anxious. There's reflections on being anxious. Maybe you struggle praying the rosary by yourself. You can hit play the rosary. Maybe this one at Lexio Divina opportunity, someone reading the scriptures with you and explaining, once again, we can do that. What do we put into our mind? What do we let our thoughts truly reflect on or ponder on? Maybe you're thinking, well, Father, I'm not technologically advanced that way. I can't do podcasts or apps. We have an amazing library here in our parish. I don't know if you guys have realized that or not. Like our library, honestly, is so good. It is, I'm, I'm always amazed. I go on and I'm like, I want to read this book, this book, this book, this book. I want to read them all, right? Now, do I? No, of course not. I'm not, <laughs> but I need to. I want to. And so I just want you to take advantage of, of that. Once again, this content diet, this New Year's resolution maybe we're going to work on is letting the Lord deeper in. Because what do we want? We want peace. We want happiness. We want fulfillment. We want to be like St. Ignatius. We want to be like Mary. We want God. And God, he wants you. He wants to have a relationship with you. He wants to give you what you're longing for. So as we celebrate this Christmas season, there he is. He's saying, here I am. Use me, come to know me, enter this relationship with me. And when you do, you're going to have this peace that you are longing for.